The world as we know it continues to evolve and change into something that we can only hope to understand. This is why the registry continues to provide industry insights through personal interviews with the leaders who are shaping real estate on a daily basis. By subscribing to our podcast, you are helping us in our work, and we will continue to deliver programming such as the one you're about to hear. Please click the subscribe button and let your friends and colleagues know about us. It will help you and the industry stay ahead of the game. Today, we are sitting down with Julie Satterwhite, the Chief Marketing Officer of PAE Engineers. In her role, Julie is passionate about bringing clients the message of PAE's caring and conscientious people who seek to help solve the world's energy and water challenges through high-performing building design. Julie helps to strengthen relationships with clients and industry partners while working with principals and project managers to help them achieve their business development goals. With over two decades of experience, she leads with emotional intelligence and acts as a catalyst for her team to do the same. Julie spearheads the Women in Leadership Committee at PAE, which seeks to create pathways towards leadership for the women of the firm. Welcome to the pod, Julie. Julie, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Vlad. I'm well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, how uh, how are things going? Where do we find you today? Well, today you find me in lovely San Carlos, California, which is on the peninsula and in Northern California. And I'm actually looking out the window onto my small little garden that I planted this, uh, this season. Um, I, I call it my victory garden. Okay. <laughs> All right. Excellent, excellent. Well, it's not a not a bad place to start your day, I think, right? I agreed. Yeah. So, Julie, by by way of uh, introduction, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, you know PAE. You know who you guys are, what you do, and you know how long you've been with the company. To give you the best introduction of me and PAE, I have to share a little bit about my personal background okay. to help you understand why PAE and I were a match made on Earth. Okay. Um. I grew up in Seattle, and I'm the youngest of six children. My parents grew up during the Depression, and my mother emigrated from Ukraine. Uh, my childhood was really wonderful and challenging. Uh, my parents impressed upon me at a really early age that our job was to take care of ourselves, take care of each other, and, and take care of the earth. Yeah. Uh, my family was composting and recycling, reusing way before it was cool. Uh, we had a huge garden, and we were doing farm-to-table well before it was in style. Okay. Uh, and I also grew up during the energy crisis where my, my father was teaching us all to turn the lights off, and we had to sit in long lines uh, to get gas for our car. So I really understood at an early age you know, how we impact the earth in both positive and negative ways, and this really stayed with me my whole life. So I came to know about PAE in an interesting sort of way. I was a principal and CMO at an, a really good Bay Area structural engineering firm, Rutherford Chakine. I, I was there for about six years when I was contacted by a recruiter. And I didn't realize it at the time, but there was something missing in, in the way that I felt like I could contribute to the greater good and, and impact the environment. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it was in early 2018 when the recruiter reached out to me and and I learned about this company called PAE. And they were doing incredible work around sustainability and high-performing buildings. And PAE's vision 
you know, is, is to work with clients to help solve the planet's energy and water, water challenges. And, right, and right. this company was one that really, really walked the talk. PAA has been around for a while. We, we were established in about 53 years ago. And I guess I could say that we currently operate out of over 350 home offices. <laughs> um, but our main physical offices are in Seattle, Portland, Eugene, and San Francisco. And we have a few employees who do go into the office at their, at their request, but we have safety protocols in place, of course. Um, but, our, but our firm, we design high-performing buildings, and we do that through our expertise in mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, plumbing, technology, lighting design. We actually have a, an architectural lighting group known as Luma. Yep. And we also have a building modeling team. And, you know, this is where clients bring us in really early in the design process and we help them understand how siting and selecting appropriate systems can, can really make all the difference to project costs and operational costs and the impact to the environment and so on. Um, our company has been carbon neutral since 2008. Okay. And we've been carbon negative since 2019. Great. Uh, we're applying for a B Corp, which is a benefit corporation. Yep, yep. We have a Just 2.0 label. That's the a nationally recognized sort of voluntary disclosure tool. And we have a robust thought leadership program, including annual R&D grants. We do pro bono work. Uh, and we take our role in our community very seriously uh, through various volunteer programs um, f throughout the whole company in the different offices and communities. Um, but I'd say, you know, the project work that we do is, is really quite impressive. Uh, PAE has designed 49 LEED Platinum buildings, 32 Net Zero buildings, okay. 116 LEED Gold buildings, 50 all-electric buildings, but perhaps I think the most impressive of all is that PAE has designed eight living buildings. Now, living buildings are designed to meet the world's most rigorous yep. sustainability standard. Yep, yep. And, and these buildings must use like healthy building materials, generate their own energy, and capture and treat all of its water on site. And uh, one of our very exciting projects underway is our new headquarter building in Portland, the PAE Living Building. It's under construction. And it will be the largest urban, fully certified living building in the world. We were the first ones to crack the developer model funded with private means. So that's a little bit about PAE. Great, hey. great. So your role there as a chief marketing officer is also uh, one interesting and you know unique step for the company as well, right? Uh, if I understand yes. this correctly, Julie, you're... You're the sort of first female ex on the executive committee of the firm, right? So tell Correct. us kind of the significance of, of, of that as well. Well, um, I guess the significance is I'm, I'm the first and only female executive on the leadership team as of now. There's 18 principals and business leaders that make up the leadership team. So I have both a seat at the table and a voice at the table. Um, but PA is really committed to diversity. Our CEO, my wonderful boss, Paul Schwer, and the whole team have really made it a priority, and it really is quite reflected in our firm makeup. Yeah. For instance, 50% of PAE's mechanical and electrical engineering departments are led by women. Um, and, you know, as a female executive, I have this platform to be a role model and mentor to, to both women and men, internally and externally. You know, I lead PAE's marketing department. Um, also, PAE has a Women in Leadership Committee that I lead. 
Um, but I'm also just involved in the community and the industry at large and just feel really fortunate to be in this position and to be supported by such a great company. And then from what you just said, so your headquarters are in uh, Portland, but you're based in um, the Bay Area, obviously. How does how does that you know work from a you know cultural point of view? Because you you guys seem to be sort of spread out throughout throughout the West Coast. Tell us tell us a little bit about that and sort of some of the challenges with that. Yeah, so you know it's really interesting. I I never really thought that firms you know that had multiple offices could work that well together because I've been at other firms that didn't have very good inter-office work relationships. But this is the first time that I've actually been part of a company where I'm part of a leadership team. I'm not in the corporate headquarters and I feel like I'm part of the corporate leadership team. Yeah. Like I'm, I feel very connected. The The culture is extremely collaborative and there's a sense of care and empathy among all the all of the people at the company. We hire people that fit the PAE culture. Right. So we're really it really starts from the very beginning when you're looking to bring in the right people. Right. right. Um, and we have you know, we have a vision and we have a mission and we have a, this PAE philosophy that really um, sort of leads and guides us in how we conduct ourselves and how we do our work. So for me, um, because I, am, I, I know I like to have FaceTime, I'm, I'm very much a people person and COVID has been extremely difficult for people like me who who really thrive on the the face-to-face uh you know human human element but um i be pre pre-covid i was i would fly to the different offices from time to time and i'd spend a couple of days in those offices just you know and and, and have just conduct my business as usual and and really the company's been really unusual in that we do a lot of um remote work or telecommuting and we we have the flexibility to do that because our uh, information systems, excuse me, our information, yeah, information systems uh, department, our IS department has really made it possible with everybody equipped with laptops. And we have a lot of, uh, we had a lot of hoteling uh, pre-COVID yeah. where you could just, you know, tap into any, you know, wherever you showed up, you'd have desks to, to, to set up uh, your work at. Um, we have plenty of conference rooms and it just became this culture of, you know, inclusivity and, uh, collaboration and we also do uh, projects and we do sh- we share we work share. So, for instance, Seattle is working on some 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 San Francisco office projects. Portland's working on some uh, Seattle projects, and you, you know you you get the the, the sure sure we, sure. We're all sharing. We share work. Yeah, out of necessity, but also out of for training purposes. We also have exchanges with our staff so that they can actually go to other offices and sometimes people just relocate to other offices because they love them so much. Right. <laughs> um, so it's, it's kind of, it's, it's encouraged and promoted, supported. And I think that really makes all the difference. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So, um, Julie, you said, uh, you know, everybody's still at home essentially, right? Um, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about, you know, how the impact of COVID, um, has made life and work different at your firm. You know, what, what, what happened? How did you guys react to it? And kind of where are you in the cycle of, uh, of, you know, trying to get back to the office or trying to kind of get some of that um, back into some kind of a normal? Well, you know, none of us had ever been through a pandemic before, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I, I think we were all kind of in a crisis mode, but I do have to say, you know, before I joined PAE, one of the most important things to me 
to be sure that you are joining a place that meets the that your meets your own personal needs as well as you know a place where you can contribute. And I I really needed to be in a place where I felt safe and where I was in a place that I could collaborate with people and had a really strong culture that way. And, yeah. And one of the things during during the course of my interviews was I asked about how PAE planned to get through the next recession. And this is this is this is when things were going gangbusters. Right, we right, right. Profitability and everything was through the roof. And what was really nice to to learn was that PAE had a resiliency plan in place. Right? Because you know I've been through a couple of recessions as have most of us now sure. at this point in our career. Yep, and yep. I just wanted to know that the company would be prepared for an inevitable recession or something. And and so when COVID hit, we assembled a COVID task force that really was in charge of monitoring everything around COVID, you know, in terms of how we as a company would support our business and our people and our clients. And then from a communication standpoint, you know, our internal and external communications was done, you know, in the most clear and timely manner as we could. We'd never been through this before. So it was all kind of like, you know, an experiment, if you will. But uh, our CEO created regular videos to share with the company it was really intended to foster this sort of care and community as well as give company updates. Great. Okay. And like I had I'd mentioned earlier, you know, uh, we had already been quite well set up from a technology and culture standpoint from work from home. And the leadership team just allowed everyone to work from home. And we gathered regular feedback from our employees and we provided the necessary work from home equipment that was needed. And our, I think our employees would give us an would and did give us high marks for how we responded to the crisis. Great. Yeah. And how has that impacted work and how has it impacted culture? Well, you know, our culture is very collaborative by nature, so it was a real challenge that we had to overcome quickly as we we couldn't be physically together. Yeah. Uh, I I would say again, we embrace the technology and I we are so lucky because our information systems department, they really truly were our heroes uh in a sense that, you know, in in January of 2020, PAE had moved on to this new platform company-wide, Microsoft Teams, and its adoption was quite successful, uh, especially because uh, it helped us, you know, we had a few months ahead of the uh, of when the COVID really hit. Yeah, yeah. And so this actually really helped bond us in a way that was sort of surprising. You know, the, the virtual FaceTime meetings, the chat feature, the integration of our Outlook calendar to Teams platform just made everything so much more streamlined. And we were really fortunate to have have that time sort of to get used to it. And then, of course, when COVID hit, we we just had to have, you know, even faster learning curve. But at least we had been, you know, gotten somewhat adjusted to it. So I do think that work from culture prepared us, the technology prepared us. And also, you know, our leadership team and, and organizational structure was already in place. That really helped. We worked together and we, you know, we were able to develop messaging internally and externally so that like our project managers could readily communicate in a consistent manner with our clients. And uh, also all our company plans from operations, marketing, you know, finance, human resources, we all needed to be agile. We all had to adjust sure. to plan for this, yep. this uncertain time and for the future. Yeah. You know, and so uh, I think, you know, these issues of, you know, not being together, you know, we tried to fill in the gaps. We, we had fireside chats with the president regularly. We, uh, you know, to answer some real and tough questions, you know, the COVID crisis. The um, the social unrest, the wildfires, everything we had, we had a, a, pla- a platform and a forum through which we could have real conversations and ask tough questions. Um, we created a new intranet site during COVID. We did a cross office virtual team building 
so we did these sorts of activities like we'd have like three themed dress up days and staff cooking classes and that sort of thing. So just to, to really try to overcome some of the challenges that you face when you can't be together. Yeah, that's actually uh, quite remarkable, Julie. I've I have to say I've talked you know to a lot of people. I don't I don't think I've heard anyone sort of you know describe it in such detail. Uh, you know, joint cooking classes is definitely a new one that I've that I have to add to the list of things that companies have 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 done. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, you know this is a new kind of realm for everyone and. All of those efforts, I think, are going to have paying dividends in in the future because there will be a new normal. I'm not so sure that we're going to go back to the way things was things things were done in the past. Uh, that's kind right. of my my sense of things. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you guys, uh, you know, doing business wise? And you know, without sort of disclosing anything that you don't want to disclose, but in terms of just how you guys are seeing the you know, industry um, unfold, um, you know, are, are, are there further challenges that you're anticipating throughout the industry? You know, how, how, what's, what's your perspective there? Well, it's, it's interesting. And looking back since March of this year to today, um, you know, when, when everything sort of hit, you know, things were, we were sort of like, everybody was waiting for the other shoe to drop. And we, we watched as, you know, the, the architectural, the index, kind of started dropping, you know, we were watching the signs around us in the economy and we started to notice it, um, you know, pretty early on. We probably had about a month and a half sort of a lag time, but, you know, we started seeing projects that were going on hold yeah. and that got canceled. So, you know, we were impacted like many other firms um, in that respect. And we had to, you know, make some tough decisions around everything. And uh, that that was not an easy time, but we stuck together. We were all in it together, and we 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 pivoted as we needed to. And we I, I worked diligently with my team on a recession business development plan, where we okay. analyzed the markets, and we made sure we really understood our position in the market with the uh, the sectors that we were in and what we needed to do based on the the forecasts and the reports that we were reading and reviewing. Plus, we were looking at our own numbers and really keeping track of how the firm was, um, how the firm was operating, how business was going. So, I, I my team and I were putting out uh, weekly reports when COVID hit on uh, basically marketing statistics. Yeah, interesting. On yeah, how many you know how many proposals came in, how many projects hooked, how many projects booked, what's the backlog looking like, what is it compared to from last year? We did comparisons, you know, to to, to years prior you know, year over year stuff. And uh, that really helped to inform our decisions. I think I, I want, I don't, I, I hate to like jinx anything, but I feel like we're, we're turning the corner now. Okay. I feel as though we've been through a tough summer. Yep. Yep. And there has been a slowdown, but I'm starting to see some hope and I'm certainly, I'm seeing opportunities still moving forward and new opportunities coming up. So, and I've seen projects that have been on hold come off hold. And so, so the, I, I have hope for, you know, a better, let's say fourth quarter. Now I, I can't predict the future, right? No, no one can. I don't know what 2021 looks like. I keep hearing different things. We just have to prepare maybe for a, a difficult year, yeah. perhaps, yeah. given the, the, the state of the economy, right? We'll have a new president uh, or an existing president, but we will have a lot of change that we're going to have to face. And uh, we've got a lot of job, you know, people unemployed, joblessness, and, and 
all of that to, you know, that's really going to impact uh, everyone. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. So this is, uh, th you know, this is, as you described, a very disruptive time, not just for your business, but I think for the economy and ov overall everybody, basically. It's also a time when uh, companies come up with new ideas and new products and, they come up with, uh, you know, new ways to approach the market. You know, how how are you preparing yourself for the for the next cycle? And you know, what what are some things that are um, on your plate that might be that might be innovative going going forward? That's a great question. Well, you know, without giving away too many, you know, company secrets. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, we're we 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 are a a thought leader firm. PAE is a thought leader firm, and we are doing work that's going to change. We want to change the world. We want to help change the world anyway. And, um, you know, we, we have some pretty exciting things that we're doing, uh, from, you know, you know, the commitment to sustainability is, is, is there. And we're, we're electric, the electrification of buildings. It's, it's there. It's happening in California and beyond, right? Yeah. There's a commitment to electrification and to a decarbonized future. Um, so, you know, what we do, you know, we, we really work with our clients not only to help like set climate commitments, but also to work to solve them with uh, innovative engineering designs. And we, we're wanting to get the word out there that we can help with this. And so, you know, we, we've, we have um, done some unique things. We actually had an article uh, that we wrote last summer, and it was um, it was published in a G7 summit that took place in France last summer. And when yeah. it, this this article that we wrote, that's really all about cities as ecosystems and pathways to carbon neutrality. It it really talks about you know this the time that we live in this unprecedented time. You know, I'm that's sort of an over overused word, but you know, there's a lot of different potential futures. Some that could be, you know, transformative and some that could be full of degradation and collapse. Yeah. And, you know, we keep hearing catastrophe, catastrophe. We're seeing a lot of that, right? We're seeing it through the the climate change, the weather patterns, the, the, the tornadoes, the hurricanes, the wildfires. We're seeing a lot of this, right? Catastrophe. Uh, we're seeing it socially, the social injustice. We're seeing it, you know, economically. Um, but the article that we wrote really shared steps to a prosperous future in which you know, cities could could be designed like sustainable ecosystems, you know, where they'd be self-contained using their own energy and water and nutrient flows without the need for large external inputs or excessive waste streams. I mean, that's really what the living building is all about. Sure. Right? Yep. Yep. And so, you know, how can we help cities and, you know, cities help counties and counties help states and states help country, you know, what I mean? how can we help each other to uh, decrease emissions enough to stabilize the climate and reduce the total cost of energy for the next generation? How can we increase local jobs? How can we increase resiliency and security and, and health and life expectancy? Like these are all questions we're asking and we're trying to solve these challenges with others because yeah. obviously we can't do it all ourselves. And yeah. so yeah. I, I'd say that's the really exciting next frontier post COVID that we're excited about is we see a lot of possibilities. Not everything is going to be positive, but we're seeing a lot of possibilities with, you know, the electric, the electric um, movement and um, 
just, you know, designing buildings to to maximize the, the climate and the environment that they're in and, and maximizing on-site energy production and that sort of thing. We, we're doing a lot of really exciting and groundbreaking, no pun intended, but groundbreaking projects. <laughs> right, and right. And I'm so excited that we're working with partners that are really committed to this. You know, in, in San Francisco, we are a part of a, a large team of exceptional uh, companies that are designing the Mission Rock development. Yep, yep. And this is this this concept that's going to create this new urban neighborhood. And there's going to be all of these electric vehicle charging stations. And the community is going to have a, this 100% solar access, which will cut their residential energy bills. And 100% recycled non-potable water. And a lot of reduction in energy usage based on how we've de- how we've designed this this development this yeah. new urban yeah. neighborhood and it's really exciting the possibilities right Vlad yeah 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 100% and and you mentioned this this word a couple of times and i caught my ear uh, the electrification of buildings what, to, you know tell us what what do you mean by that well so electrification is all about the, there are renewables and there are the non-renewables. The non-renewables like coal and gas, they're not so good for the environment. And we want to, we're looking to have solutions to, to run our, our, our houses and our buildings with electric, which is clean energy. Sure. And so the electrification, I, the, the electrification movement is all around having clean energy so that we can reduce greenhouse gas effects on our world. And it's so incredibly important. And buildings really impact, it's like 40, 40% plus of the, the carbon and the greenhouse gas effects are coming from buildings. Yeah, yeah. And we have a responsibility as designers to make an impact. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Julie, let me go back to this uh, point that you made earlier about diversity and um, kind of you know what, what your firm is, is doing on uh, that front. Tell us a little bit about sort of how hopefully that's going to look like in the in the in the in the future, and what role will you know PAE play in that? You know, I, I'm excited to say that that we're we're already playing a role, and we just want to continue to help change that landscape even more. So, in terms of you know what we're doing, you know we we chose to become just 2.0 certified to be transparent about our commitment to uh, operate a socially just and equitable company. And, and we are one of the first companies to be just 2.0 certified. We actually helped develop the just label. Yep. We are also, you know, our employee manual even, even states, you know, PA is committed to fostering a culture of diversity and inclusion. You know, we really believe that a diverse workforce in an inclusive environment will improve individual and organizational performance. And Vlad, I can honestly say I've, I've been in several organizations now in my career and I can honestly say this is the highest performing company I have ever been part of. And I know it is because of our diverse workforce and the inclusive environment. It has made all the difference. You know, we also strive to live our values of, of stewardship and humility, accountability, innovation, and respect. So we're really committed to improving our communities and treating each other yeah. with dignity, respect, and compassion. And, and when you think about it, you know, we spend a lot of time at work together and even now that we're not face to face, we're spending a lot of time online virtually together. I sure hope you're you're in a company and you're working with people that value you and and show show your you dignity and respect and compassion because that's what we need. 
in this world. Also, uh, earlier this year, we received a grant from Prosper Portland to form an internal JEDI group. And this JEDI stands for Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. And we're going to be rolling out uh, their charter later this year. Okay. Uh, we're also a sponsor for a Room for More group uh, in the AEC industry. It's a group dedicated to improving diversity and, and inclus- inclusiveness in our community. We support educational opportunities, especially STEAM opportunities, for underserved communities, specifically through our support of uh, the ACE, ACE mentorship programs, yeah, ASA, yeah. Uh, and the Tenderloin Community School. In fact, our San Francisco office is in the Tenderloin. And we regularly volunteer in the Tenderloin and at the Tenderloin Community School. You know, we, we ultimately just want to do our part to help develop a more diverse engineer community and provide opportunities for those engineers and also just to help influence the community at large. And, and also, Vlad, we, we really understand that social equity and environmental sustainability are not mutually exclusive minority communities and economically disadvantaged communities are much more likely to be impacted by air and water pollution. And our fundamental vision of helping solve the planet's energy and water challenges will also help clean the air and, and water in these communities. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that's um, that's that's really a lot, Julie. I mean, I you know commend you guys for, for being so active. Um, as uh, as our closing um, question here, you know what what do you and what does PAE look forward to in the in the in the next cycle? Well, from a business standpoint, uh, I'm excited for all the good that's to come if we collectively make the right choices. I'm also looking forward to what the office of the future looks and feels like. Yeah, I keep hearing yeah. about. I think we all are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, are we going to have larger office space? Um, you know more ways of communing and communicating yeah. with each other. You know, how are we going to, um, how are we going to best use the findings from our great work from home experiment? What is that going to look like? You know, but honestly, I look most forward to seeing my colleagues and my client partners again, face to face in person. I really look forward to learning from others at lectures and conferences. And I just look forward to us all being back together again. Uh, Julie, if there is one positive angle in kind of what we're experiencing now, what 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 would you say that is? Wow. Well, that's a that's a big and amazing question. You know, the positive angle to all of this is that human beings are unbelievably resilient. Uh, that community is stronger than pandemics. Our first responders and healthcare professionals are true heroes. COVID nineteen and work from home have been challenging on all of us, but we've been shown the silver linings. Those silver linings are family comes first. Yeah. Trust your employees and they will deliver. And all those things you've been meaning to get around to doing, reading more, gardening, learning a new language, that time has been gifted to us. Fantastic. Julie, well, I think with that wish, uh, we're gonna close here. Thank you very much for your time and um, stay safe. Thank you, Vlad. You too.